Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Joshua Culp speaking, and today we will be learning Daf Kaf Dalid from Masechet Moed Katan, from Tractate, Kaf, uh, Tractate Moed Katan, page 24. Um, an issue arises at the very beginning of this daf that we've actually encountered several times. If you've been reading and following along all of the dapim so far, it enca- uh, we've encountered this problem several times, although I haven't spoken about it in my podcasts. And that is the issue of whether or not there is Avelut Bishabbat. Specifically, um, everybody agrees, uh, at least all Rishonim say, that everybody agrees that we don't do public displays of Avelut. Therefore, there's no real, um, let's say, visiting the Shiva house, comforting the morning. Um, the public aspects of Avelut do not, uh, are not done on Shabbat. Um, the private aspects, things that are observed in someone's own home, is what we're really talking about more in these kinds of sugiot. And I want to read them, read some of this sugiot with you, and uh, talk about uh, some of the difficulties with this sugiot. It is not a particularly easy passage. So the Gemara begins. Ba'amine Rabbi Yochanan Mishmuel. Rabbi Yochanan asked Shmuel, which is a little odd, because Rabbi Yochanan lived in Eretz Israel and Shmuel lived in Bavel, but we'll... Ignore that issue for a moment. Yesh avirut b'shabbat o ein avirut b'shabbat. Is there, do we observe minhagei, customs of mourning on Shabbat, or do we not observe any customs whatsoever of mourning on Shabbat? Amare ein avirut b'shabbat. There is no avirut b'shabbat. No mourning customs observed whatsoever on Shabbat, according to this version of this statement by Shmuel. But we're going to see as we go on, this is a little bit complicated. Yadve Rabbanan Kame de Rav Papa Vekamre Mishme Dishmuel. So the rabbi sat in front of Rav Papa and Amora who lived much, much later, and they said in the name of Shmuel, Avel Shishimesh Mitato Biyame Evro Chayav Mita. A mourner who Shimesh Mitato is a euphemism for had sex while he was in Avel, and we're talking about during the Shiva. He's obligated for the death penalty. Now, this doesn't mean that the court actually kills him, but it's the way the Chazal means that this is a very, very serious crime, something that's really a, a heinous crime. Why is it so heinous? Because it seems to be a real chutzpah act. You know, having sex when you're a mourner is a lot more chutzpah than, let's say, shaving or not sitting on a small cow, on a, on a low couch or washing your clothing. It's something that really, uh, even today, we would consider this quite inappropriate act. For a mourner. But Rav Papa doesn't like this anyway, it's too strong. Amar lahu Rav Papa. Rav Papa said to these other rabbis, Asur Itmar. It wasn't said that he is obligated for the death penalty. It only was stated in that sentence that it's forbidden, something that's a little bit toned down. And it wasn't said in the name of Shmuel, it was said, because Shmuel seems to hold, maybe surprisingly, that uh, 
it's, uh, I don't know, maybe not forbidden at all to have sex on Shabbat. And we'll get to that in, on, uh, not on Shabbat, during morning, and we'll get to that um, in the second. If you heard something from Shmuel, Rav Papa wants to give some kind of statement to Shmuel here. This is what you really heard. Rav Tachrifa said the name of Shmuel. An Avel that didn't allow his hair to grow long. Pirem. It didn't, Pirem is another word for, um, Tearing one's clothing, kriya, chayav mita. He's obligated for the death penalty. Here we find Shmuel saying something about somebody who's at least metaphorically obligated for the death penalty. This is referring to um, the sons of Aaron and, and Aaron after the death of Nadav and Avihu. God tells them, do not let your hair grow long and do not tear your clothes and you will not die, which Shmuel takes to mean if you, um, uh, the opposite of normal mourning laws, because Aaron's sons and Aaron was not, were not allowed to mourn over Nadav Avihu, but normal people, they have to let their hair grow long, they have to tear their clothes, and if they do, they don't do so, they will die. Ha acher para, the pirem chayav mita. Right, this is the conclusion. Someone else who did not um, let his hair grow long or did not tear his clothes is obligated for the death penalty. Amara from Bar Papa, Tana Be'evel Rabati. So Rafram Bar Papa says we taught in a Brita in a Masechet called Avel Rabate, uh, which is uh, probably parallel to uh, Masechet Smachot, one of the minor Masechot that still exist. Avel Asur Reshamesh Mitzato Biyamei Evra. An Avel is forbidden to um, have sex do- while he's an Avel, during his Avelut, his period of mourning. So it happened that somebody had sex when he was an Avel, when he was a mourner, and pigs came and either dragged away or bit away. Now, Gvia can mean two things here. One is it could be his body. Oftentimes, gvia is his body. And this would mean that first the guy died, showing that he is chayav mita for having um, had sex while he was a uh, mourner. And not only did he die, but pigs came and ate his body or dragged away his body. Now, other Rishonim read it a little bit more apropos to the sin that he did here. And they read gvia as being his... Uh, in Hebrew, we call it ever mino, I'll use a euphemism, his sexual organ, meaning pigs came and bit it off. I know that sounds quite drastic, but this would be what we would call a midah keneged midah penalty, a measure for measure penalty. He did something with that organ that he shouldn't have been doing, and that organ got bit off by uh, what Jews generally consider the most disgraceful of animals, the pig. Now, you might be asking an interesting question is, um, the Gemara is going to go on here. I don't know if I'm going to have time to read through more of the Gemara and talk about what parts of Avirut are observed during Shabbat and what parts of Avirut are not observed during Shabbat. Um, in other words, we have a sugya that's very interesting that begins with a question about Shabbat. We get a brief answer about Avirut and Shabbat. Then we get a little piece about having sex during the period of Avirut, and then we go back for the rest of the, or at least a large part of the Amud, we talk about uh, Avirut on Shabbat. And uh, this is 
a question, right? Why should we have a sugya, one sugya about Shabbat, with inside it a sugya about sex on Shabbat, uh, sex during Avirut? Um, so because they seem to be sort of stuck in there for no reason. So one perush that I think is very interesting is that the middle sugya that's about sex during Avirut is really not just about sex on, uh, during Avirut, it's actually about sex on Shabbat during Avirut, because that really is the one of the greatest signs that one is mourning even on Shabbat if one refrains from sexual relations on Shabbat during that period of Avirut. We know from many other places in rabbinic literature that the rabbis considered it um, either a mitzvah or something that was a great, greatly desirable or a very, very strong custom for um, a married couple to have relations, sexual relations on Shabbat. Um, and it was considered be really one of the parts of a husband's responsibility to his wife. We learn in Masechet Ketubot and an expression of Oneg Shabbat. To refrain from having sex on Shabbat, it's a private act, would mean that there is Avirut b'Shabbat. Right, so when we have over here the original Shmuel statement of saying um, an, an Avel, an, a mourner who had sex, and according to this interpretation, on Shabbat is Chayav Mita, that would seem to uh, be to contradict his original statement. That's why Rav Papa corrects it. Rav Papa says, no, it's not that Shmuel says he's Chayav Mita, it's only Asur, right? But it's not really uh, the greatest of all sins. And it would also explain, excuse me, I should go on, why he refers it to Rabbi Yochanan. Because Rabbi Yochanan later on in the Sugya, which I'm not going to get a chance to read, says, Avel ein avirut b'Shabbat, there is no avirut b'Shabbat, aval dream shebetzina noheg. Things that are private matters, you do observe them. And uh, that's something that we're going to hear about later on in the Gemara, that there are certain things that are um, privately observed that one doesn't have to observe on, Shab on Shabbat of, um, of, of the Avirut. Um, I realize this is getting a little bit confusing, so you'll pardon me. But um, I think that uh, that Perush, that this sugya about sex is in between two sugyot about Avirut b'Shabbat, because this is the most normal expression of Avirut b'Shabbat. It's a day where the more other people aren't coming to visit. A man and a woman may be left more at home. And therefore, the main expression that they're still mourning is to refrain from sexual relations. So even if the sugya is also about sex during the rest of, uh, of the period of mourning, it's especially an important question when it comes to Shabbat. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.